Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. And by Sheward and Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. A lot of people around here compare the recent downturn in the oil business to the downturn in the 1980s. The general consensus seems to be that although this downturn is having a longer term effect within the oil business itself, it's having a lesser effect on the overall Acadian economy. The reason everyone gives for that is one word, diversification. And it's true. Over the past couple of decades, the scope of local businesses has grown to include all kinds of new enterprises, from technology to tourism. Along with this diversification has come a whole new breed of Acadiana business person, the entrepreneur. These are, for the most part, people with businesses that have nothing to do with the natural resources in this part of the world, other than imagination and hard work. People like my lunch guests today, Wayne Nix and Jeff Martin. Jeff is short and fat. Normally, I would never introduce a person by their appearance, even if it was tall and slender. But Jeff is the co-founder of a company called Short and Fat. And the company's website, which is important because it's an online business, is shortandfat.com. Jeff, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me, Ailey. Wayne Nix has an MBA and he's an RN. He's a business guy who's also a nurse. Wayne and his wife, who's also a nurse, have a company called Our Invention, and his first invention is the Nix tool. Nurses need all kinds of specific tools. They need to adjust the flow of a patient's oxygen to measure dilations of pupils in the eye, to clamp off tubes, they need scissors, and so on. The Nix tool does all of these functions and many more. It's the Swiss Army pocket knife of nurses' tools. It looks like a pair of tricked out scissors and it's finding its way into the pockets of nurses across the country. Wade Nix, inventor of the Nix tool, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me, Aileen. Jeff, one of the most basic rules of entrepreneurship is to make sure that you're solving a problem that actually needs solving. I'm not a man, but I have bought the occasional man's shirt, so I'm somewhat familiar with the choices that go into deciding on one. As far as I'm aware, it's neck size, chest size, and arm length. With all of the stout men in America, and you're presumably thinking there are plenty of them, why is the combination of measurements for the body type you call short fat guys not one of the choices that's already available? Well, I think part of it has to do with the manufacturers or designers themselves. If you can imagine some of the top-end designers, I'm not so sure they want short and fat guys out there sporting their goods. So part of it has to do with that. The other part really has to do with manufacturing cost. Because to do a run with your standard sizes, because that's probably the average the odds that you can get it done quickly and cheaply is much, much better if you have odd sizes. So that's why you see the average size men and even big and tall men. They, they, they've approached that and they've gotten that sort of right. The challenge is, though, for our short and fat friends, 
we, we can't buy off the rack and we can't shop at big and tall stores. It just doesn't work for us. Wayne, you were a guest on Out to Lunch back in 2015 when you just started work on the next tour. You didn't have much more then than a convincing pitch. I guess the convincing pitch worked because you raised 360,000. You started manufacturing and now you've produced your first 1,000 Nix tools that are starting to be sold across the country. So, congratulations, you <laughs> did it. You started manufacturing. What happens now? Well, what happens now is we actually try and gain market share and prove that the tool is actually doing what it's supposed to do. Meaning it has all these features, but we're really concerned about is it actually being able to save the nurse time and figuring out how to advance the product. Like the name. The name has changed from Nix Tool into Multi-Nix Tool and it allows the nurses to be able to multitask. And part of that reason for the name change, again, is it quit being our tool two years ago. Because getting the feedback from the other nurses, they help us advance the design, and that's why it took us two years to get to this point. And how do you get feedback from nurses? Do you just give them the tool and keep asking them questions? or yeah, Basically, we go up to them, and we, would, um, we set some demo days up at University Health, and we handed them the tool, and we actually had open-ended questions. And we were really begging them to tell us, you know, how ugly is our baby sort of thing, right? Um, do you like the smooth edges? And what we did and what we learned is that we were really kind of building like a Humvee sort of vehicle when they want a Range Rover. And what that means is they want something that's really light and easy to use and can make it, you know, really smooth and slim to fit into their pockets. What was the most surprising thing in your research? Uh, the most surprising thing is that Basically, there's a lot of the same needs, not just from the front lines of nurses, but the paramedics, even though we were designing this for the nurses, the paramedic field is actually very interested in it because a lot of their care is actually transporting patients from one area to another. Let's talk about the name Short and Fat. Let's get it out. We've heard that Wayne's already slightly changed the name, but he had a great name already that happened to work for the tool. And there's not many names that would have worked, but Multi-Nix sounds just perfect. So did you guys worry about the name Short and Fat? Have you had a lot of comments about it? You know, we, we didn't worry, but we looked at Short and Stocky. We looked at uh, several other things. And we, you know, of course, I'm one of these URL guys, so I would go out and buy Short and Stocky and chubby and stubby and all these fun little uh, petite patat, you know, dot com. So I buy all these names, but in the end of the day, we realize that when you own it and you say, look, I'm short and I'm fat. Everybody knows they're short. Everybody knows they're fat. And so when you own it, you start something different and the next day is better. And then the next day is better. If you're still fighting it and putting off treating yourself until you lose weight or if you say yeah I will I'll buy this shirt and I'm gonna get into it <laughs> we we think it's better to own it love yourself where you are today and then from there every day will be better Wayne you obviously have a background in nursing so that is that how you found out you needed a tool like this was it something you went through the idea and the concept really originated back when I was in the military Part of the deal was really just trying to make sure you always have the equipment and that you have, you know, everybody's tip-top and ready to go. And also that you have the least amount of equipment necessary. You can't carry a big tent on your... Correct. You want to be, especially on the infantry, so you want to be as light as you can, right, and be as effective as you can. 
And that's the same for nurses who walk a lot of miles every day. It's exactly the same for nurses because they're having to adapt and adjust to their situations every day, right? And the strategy and the plans that they had at the beginning of the shift usually change five minutes into their progress. Right? And then having to be able to grab the equipment that you need for one patient does not always equate to the same equipment that's needed for another patient. And what this tool is about is just being equipped and ready at all times. So I get the feeling that if you're on Shark Tank, they would say the first question would be, doesn't this already exist? And if not, why not? Correct. Well, they might ask, what, you know, how, do you have any sales first? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, there, there are always something out there that's similar to a product or a service that you want to sell. But there's really nothing that's been developed specifically for the nurse. Nobody's taken the design theory approach and actually handed these devices to nurses, which are 87% female, who again, they want something that's really light, easy to use, doesn't have a lot of folding parts, doesn't have any folding parts, in fact, and that's one of the key features of our product. Where are these made? I mean, they're actually being made now. Where are they being made? Correct, so right now we have the, the original manufacturing is happening in China, but we're looking at assembly to happen here in the US. And how do you control, like there's people with ideas for products. You give it to a factory in China, how do you find that factory? How do you control what's happening in that factory? Do you go out and visit the factory? So there's a lot of theories on how to do that. And what we did was actually just vetted people here in the US. And I have a friend of mine in Colorado who knew a guy that's in manufacturing. And a lot of the manufacturers here today in the U.S., even though they are here, still get parts from China. And that's basically all we're doing is sourcing and being able to piece pieces together and assemble it here in the U.S. Jeff, when you started your company, where were your shirts made? How did you know how to make shirts? You've got an idea for shirts. Did you just call someone and say, if we get orders, can you make shirts? How did you do that? Well, we, we had a lot of contacts in the clothing business, friends of ours that have been in it. And we asked them where made-to-measure shirts were being made. Unfortunately, you know, like Wayne, we would love to make our shirts in the United States. But the challenge is there is no textile business in, in this country, none. And um, there, if we were to have manufacturers um, build the shirts, <laughs> these would retail at two and three hundred dollars a piece so they would be unaffordable so we started um, shopping around with manufacturers and we started in Hong Kong we've tried Taiwan uh, and um, Thailand and we uh, we have two solid manufacturers one in Thailand and one in Hong Kong and um, they really put out a great product I mean they're amazing so when we talk about your company, we talk about selling shirts, but you're doing a little bit more than that. What's the psychological aspect of selling to short and fat guys? Are you just selling them clothes or is there more? Aileen, that's such a great question and, and I really appreciate you asking because I want people to understand that when they join shortandfat.com, short and fat, it's really short and fat nation and we want you to come in and be part of a community. We started with the community approach and a membership model where when you join, you get free online courses. We designed a course called 21 Days to a New You Without Losing an Ounce. And this is 21 days of tips, tricks, tactics, so you can dress more intentionally and gain confidence. So when you said, you know, you're selling shirts, honestly, we're selling confidence because we understand that when you look good, you feel good. But truly, when you feel good about the way you look, 
that's the secret sauce. And you meet people where they are. People Amen. want to change their lives, but you, there's only one time to feel good, and that's now. That's today, because I think it's a shame with all these people that truly put off and next week it and next month it, and those, they turn into years. So love yourself where you are today, treat yourself, and, and your day and everybody around you will be better. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Jeff Martin, co-creator of shirts for short and fat guys, which sell online at shortandfat.com, and Wayne Nix, inventor of the multi-nix tool, the Swiss Army pocket knife of nurses' tools. Wayne, I get the feeling not in the same way, but you do this as well. You give the nurses a certain confidence to know that the tool they have on them at the time is something they will be able to use rather than always having to go and get a different thing, having to leave the patient. Is there, is there a confidence factor to having this tool and knowing that they can deal with most things? Yeah, it's definitely about being equipped at all times, but the fact that I am a nurse and my wife is a nurse and we both came up with the concept and have been able to develop this. In fact, people often ask, like, your name of your company is Our Invention, but you have a product called Multinix. Which one are you? And the question is, we're both. Because our invention is about being able to build more things, and I'm not going to do that alone. I'm going to do that with our tribe of people that we're trying to accumulate. And that's why we've been working a lot with technology transfer centers, and we're fleshing out that model now and how we'll be able to scale and be able to support continued growth. So what's interesting is you're both very, very new businesses, but you're both already talking about tribes. How important do you think tribes are to businesses these days, and should every company go for their tribe? If you think about it, if you're part of a community and you know, like, and trust those people, then when it come time, comes time to make a decision on whether you um, shop somewhere else or you look somewhere else for another product, you're more likely to stay with the community you're in because you know they love you, they, they accept you just as you are, and you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. That truly, to me, is the tribe mentality. And Wayne's not in a way. That's what you're building, too? Well, correct. And I have a varied skill set because I do have a medical background and a business background. And I know the challenge of actually being in the trenches, literally, in the Army, and also in the trenches of nursing. And I wanted to be able to connect the dots and become that liaison to be able to build a better health care because eventually that's what we're trying to do. It's about being better equipped to be better efficient, which allows us to have better health care. Is this a pattern you see in a lot of new businesses that they're not just making a product, but they're building a tribe, but they're also trying to do something good in the world? Are those things that a lot of new businesses are doing, or is it just you two? No, 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 no. I think we're seeing it everywhere, especially with membership sites and all of the different types of online products that are being offered today. I think more business owners are realizing that that brick and mortar are, are sort of dying and everything is shifting online. I really propose that everybody should have a balance of brick and mortar as well as online if, if that's where you are today. If you're only going online, then you must have members that feel like they're part of something bigger than, than they are alone. And the world's so transparent today and you have so many flooded options, why should they buy from you? And if they know things like, you know, what your culture is and what you actually believe in, that's what people are looking for. It's just an alignment of values. Jeff and Wayne, this is part of the show that we call Another Great Idea. 
Maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got that great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on now. You can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have turned out really great. Or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who's had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice? How did it turn out? Uh, a guy here named David Calicod is actually in charge of the Lafayette General Healthcare System. And not to go into a lot of personal details, but we had a lot of tragedy that happened in my life um, with family members and that sort of thing. And I went and I had a one-on-one discussion with him because he's one of those types of CEOs that actually lets you come and talk to him. And when I sat down with him, um, he's like, Wayne, like, you don't look like the guy you looked like six weeks ago. And it's because a lot of things had happened in six weeks. And he basically said um, throughout the conversation, once I expounded upon what was going on, he said, well, you know, you're a great guy, and if you're just looking for permission to leave, I give it to you. Not that I want you to leave, but if you truly want to try and build something better, you have two options. You can stay here and work through the system, or you can actually go out there and figure out how you're going to build it you know, the way you want to. And when I drove home that, that day, I really thought to myself, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to set out, and he basically helped take the shackles off of my brain that I already know what I wanted to do. I just needed somebody to consult with that I trusted in and that I respected that said, you know what, you are a smart guy and take the chance because that's what it's all about. You know, as I think about the question you asked, I really kind of think about um, the, a, a, an advice, a piece of advice that changed the trajectory of my life. And, and so I really have to, I have to go back to my father uh, after I flunked out of school and I came home and told him. Uh, he, and he said, well, son, you have four choices. And I was pleasantly surprised that I had options. And he said, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. And, and so I, uh, I ended up joining the Navy. I was attached to a Marine Corps. And much like Wayne, I was a, a medic. I was an EMT, a corpsman. And uh, so that truly changed the trajectory of my life. And, and uh, probably, I, I know all decisions do, you know, even the minor ones. But that was a big one that put me on a path. Um, and I believe it's put me on where I am today. Jeff, you use a lot of humorous videos in your marketing. Um, was that a conscious decision? Was it something that just kind of happened? Um, and anyone that goes to shortandfat.com will spend so long just watching the videos and I've watched them get better and better and better. So was that a deliberate act from the beginning or was it something you I, fell into? I think it was because both Blake and I tend to, well, once you start hearing that you're funny a lot, you start to believe it. And, and so we, we really right off started with taking the humorous approach to get people's attention. When you're short or you're fat, you either become invisible or you stand out. And often people do it by becoming more witty, um, working on their humor. But we naturally did that. And, and you're right, if you look at our videos, we want to get your attention pretty quickly. We want you to have fun. And like it kind of goes back to owning it. And and uh, and that's where we go. But thank you. I, I hope I hope they're working. <laughs> they they are. And how are you getting the message out about yours, Wayne? Are you are you going to do video? What's your approach? And is it different because you're marketing to businesses rather than individuals? Well, 
we're kind of in a, a unique situation. We actually just did a major pivot. We were actually going to be going online and, and direct to consumer because we needed to get in something called a group purchasing organization to be able to sell to a hospital. To do that, you actually have to have sales. But we learned recently that because I am a veteran, I actually get a waiver so I can sell it to the hospital directly. So now we're strategically looking at the hospitals. But regardless of either one, we're still going to be using the same lead generation strategies, which is push and pull marketing online, going to conferences and speaking about the need for innovation. But part of our slogan is get shift done, right? It's, Could, it's, would you like to say that again slowly, please? Get shift done. Get shift done. Right, because we do shift work, and we're also trying to shift the mindset. Is it an important in a company, let's just go with these days, is it important to start a company that you understand? You say, they understand because we're nurses, we understand their problem. Jeff, you say that you're short and fat, and that's why you understand the problem. Do you think that that's an essential part of any new business today? Absolutely. You know, just like Wayne just said, uh, the nurses respect he and Dawn because they are nurses. You know, for Blake and me, if, if we were, you know, 6'3", 200 pounds, I don't think we could go out, you know, calling people short and fat. But we have a combined 90-plus years experience in being short and fat. We live this struggle. We know the challenges, and we know our, our community. Let's talk prices, because this is a business show. How did you price your product? What is the price of your products, and how did you come to that price? Well, we shifted into a membership model, um, just like a subscription service. Our shirts are $97 in free shipping. They include all the bells and whistles, the online courses, but it's $97 and it's built by you, built for you, and delivered right to your door. You can choose three frequencies. Basically, you can get your shirts monthly or every other month or even quarterly. The neat part about it is you can order shirts. So if you were to set your membership at quarterly, you can order member rate shirts at any time you want to. And how did you decide that price? Did you look at the market? Did you just look at your own costs? How did you find that what you think is your sweet spot? We wanted, we, we originally wanted to be uh, built in America and, and affordable. And I would still challenge anybody that a made to measure shirt at $97 is extremely affordable. If, if anyone were to go to a men's store and ask them for, to a, for a custom shirt, you're probably looking at anywhere from $150 to, to $300. And so you can go on and choose your collar, your cuff, your button, button stitches, your fabric, uh, whether you want a pocket or not, your pleats. When you control that, and you could do everything and get a custom-built shirt built by you to your door. It, it's actually a bargain. So at $97, um, and I'm not, I've, I've done online things before. You know, there used to be magic numbers and nines. And, yeah, we're, and, we're, we're and, over know, that. But yeah, so anyway, we're, we're at $97 truly to give our guy a, an affordable option. Wayne, how did you price... Well, we have several different pricing options depending on who we're selling to. So when you look at business to consumer online, we're looking around at an $87 per unit pair. And that's based off of comparables, if there are true comparables in the market. But part of that is because we have to be able to pay for the low volume of manufacturing and the high quality materials that we're making them out of. Because this is stainless steel and an autoclavable plastic. 
So one of the things we're trying to enlighten people on is you can actually clean this thing with gasoline if you want it to. I mean, it's really that strong. And the reason why is we want to prevent infection. And for the hospital, depending on their volume and their purchase order, we will adjust that accordingly. And again, this, these are things that will continue to evolve and the market will dictate what we need to do. Yeah, it's that continual kind of portion. Jeff, does somebody have to be short and fat to buy a shirt from shortandfat.com? No. Um, you know, we all, when we were talking to all our friends and family, not everybody was short and fat, but one of the common denominators were they all have certain issues. I have a friend um, in Illinois who has a 20-inch neck. But he's only about, he's about 5'11 and about 200 pounds. He is a, he's a solid guy, but when he finds shirts to, you know, fit around his neck, he ends up looking like a kid wearing his dad's shirt. I mean, it, so we all have certain challenges. Some of us have longer torsos than others. Uh, and we have shorter arms. Than so others. everybody's welcome to come and try. Everybody's welcome. You know, I would say that our community, the Short and Fat Nation, is made up of short guys, fat guys, and short and fat guys. But we love all of our, our Short and Fat Nation. We started out today by talking about the role of diversification in the downturn of the economy. Although downturns are an unavoidable part of economic cycles, it's not just the increasing diversification of the Acadian economy that protects us from the worst of it. It's the increasing diversification of successful businesses. Success comes from creative thinking, original ideas, business skills and hard work. And of course, there's a little bit of luck thrown in as well. Wayne and Jeff, you're both great examples of entrepreneurship that's successfully diversifying our Acadian economy. All that's left for me to do on behalf of all of us is to wish you the best of luck. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Aileen. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Wayne Nix, co-owner of Our Invention and creator of the Multi-Nix tool, and Jeff Martin, co-owner of shortandfat.com. You can find out more about Wayne's invention and Jeff's shirts by following the links on our website, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morrell. Our researcher is Anne Christian. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and our Facebook page. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, it's acadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Burnett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business, Acadiana style, on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM.
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Sheward & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhead near Collie Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.